Alright, welcome to the Roaring Twenties Podcast. I am your host, Peter Torres. Hope everyone's having a fantastic Thursday. We are back to another packful, big, large episode today. I have a lot of energy and a lot of things to get off my chest. If you don't see the title, we're going to be talking about something that I am very, very passionate about. People that don't, that don't watch basketball, don't pay attention to basketball, listen up because this is a uh, little basketball lesson and I know this is about the 20s, talking about the Roaring 20s, but we're going to be a little sidetracked with a little something that happened uh, throughout today, obviously LeBron James um, passing Kareem in the all-time scoring record. I'm going to talk about that and break that down in terms of him as an athlete and his his impact in, in my life um, and things like that, so... And then also, it's Super Bowl week. Happy Super Bowl week to those who celebrate, which is everybody, should be everybody in the United States of America, being that there's good food. Going to talk about some of the my top five food items to eat at the Super Bowl. Going to break those down and, and give a little side, you know, side talk about, you know, what's been going on in the Super Bowl and, you know, what I think about the matchups and things like that. So a little bit of a sports podcast. Again, this is not supposed to be a sports podcast. However... In the 20s, just talking about some relevancy within the Super Bowl for those who don't celebrate, for that want to get some insight on my thoughts for that. Uh, all right. A lot to talk about. Let's get into the episode. Hit it. LeBron passing Kareem. I am drinking again. I drank this weekend. Dry January. Done. Cooked. Complete. We're back. Doesn't mean I'm not going to try and be healthy. Body feels good still. Mid-meal prepping still. Water still. Running a lot still. So but body feels good. Again, balance, moderation, not going crazy, trying to stay within. Still grinding at work. Still grinding in the gym. Still grinding with the pod. We're here. Week by week, video, content. We're going to keep it going, keep the energy up, keep it going for 2023. January's done. Crush that month. Let's crush this week, crush this month as well. All right. Super Bowl week. Now, to those who don't celebrate, it is the Eagles against the, why am I blanking? The Chiefs. Both these teams are stacked. To those who don't know, Jalen Hurts, one of the, um, One of my favorite quarterbacks, obviously, being benched at the University of Alabama, transferring schools, and then making this crazy comeback as a late, I believe, first-round pick with the Eagles. He is going to try and show. Um, Obviously, they have a great front line. My analysis of the game, the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, everyone knows the deal. They've been here. They've been around for anyone. A little quick guideline on this. If you're a girl that doesn't understand football or a guy that doesn't understand football, 
The spread is one and a half, I believe. It is majority money on the Eagles. The Eagles have been the team all year. I, with 74% of the money on the public, on the Eagles, I'm very scared, and I think the Chiefs are going to win this game somehow. I also do not want the Eagles to win this game because the Giants, who I am a fan of, and they also eliminated, got eliminated by the Eagles. They are divisional rivals. I do respect Patrick Mahomes. I do believe that he should have at least more than one ring. So I think this is the, a stepping stone that can keep, that um, that can you know step him up into his case of you know superior quarterbacks that we're going to see throughout our life. Again, he's so young. He's literally my age. He's got at least ten more years in the books. So excited to see what's going to happen throughout the Super Bowl. We'll go from there and enjoy the game. So Super Bowl going on. People want to think. What do you want to go? Do you want to go to a bar? Or do you want to go to a house party? Or do you want to just, you know, chill out and relax in the apartment? I, first off, why is the day after the Super Bowl not a national holiday? It should be a day to rejoice one of the greatest sports in America. I didn't even play football growing up. But the fact of the impact, whether that be from gambling, food, you know, fandom, across the country, everyone loves football. It's almost, an, it's literally almost a holiday at this point. In this country, the day after, people love to drink beer, people love to eat unhealthy, and then chances are the day after eating unhealthy is not usually the best feeling. But there is a resolution that I think the, the NFL should have that I have seen on TikTok, and I would like to rejoice on this podcast as well. The resolution that we were talking about is the NFL season to have an extra buy. There's a lot of pros that come out of this. The players get more rest throughout the year so that they're more rejuvenated, got more energy throughout the season, can recover from injuries more. I'm sure the players would appreciate that. B, push the Super Bowl another week. What is next week? Next week is President's Day. What does everyone get off? Monday, that President's Day. Everyone will have off the day after the Super Bowl. They literally don't even have to make a holiday. The NFL could actually just do that. I think that's probably why. There is an actual an actual holiday across the United States for that. But if the NFL was smart, granted we don't know if they will actually listen to, obviously, the public. But adding an extra buy, in, in my opinion, everyone wins. Everyone gets a day off on Monday, that being President's Day. Everyone gets to, you know, go a little, go a little harder on Super Bowl and not have to be so cognizant about, you know, being hungover or going into work on Monday at the office and things like that. So... That's my resolution. Let's break down the foods at Super Bowl that I enjoy the most. So I'm going to start off with number five. I'm going to go with a DiGiorno pizza. Not normal pizza. I feel like ordering a pizza, obviously you can just get normal pizza, but something about like a nice DiGiorno pizza while eating football. Listen, it's obviously not the best quality, but it's cheap and it does the job. I remember I've I've done this before in the past when I was at college. Just cook a bunch of pizzas for the crew, cut them up. Can't go wrong. Solid five. Number four, I got potato skins. I don't make these that often, but I do love the flavor of them. Potato skins are, you know, you ever get a good potato skin with nice crunchy bacon on top with cheese? Those are always the way to go. I always appreciate them. I had some really damn good ones the other a few weeks ago back on Long Island. Now, number three. I got chips and guac. I love chips and guac. I do make, I know personally for myself, I make a very good guacamole. Um, 
guacamole, onions, tomatoes. Yes, tomatoes should be in guacamole. If jalapeno is available, if not, don't not necessary. Cilantro, lime, salt, pepper, garlic powder. And my little secret is once I finally get it mixed up, I throw about you know half a tablespoon of ranch in there, make it nice and creamy. Pause, and then <laughs> make it nice and a little bit more you know easier to pick out. And you know you don't want a too chunky guacamole. You want it nice and smooth so that you're able to pick it up with a chip. Now, number two is buffalo wings. Any type of wing, obviously, I love lemon pepper, garlic, parmesan. Those wings are the way to go. Any type of wings, wings wings and beer is such a football combination, such a staple within our country. You see it in so many bars. You so, see so many bars offering. One suggestion I may make, if you are going to order wings for the Super Bowl, order them the day before and then reheat them the day of. Or if you have to anticipate that these restaurants are going to be swarmed on, on Super Bowl Sunday. Or you could simply just make your own. And this, if you're watching this, this could probably be a reminder, you know, to, to go buy chicken wings and go throw them up in the freezer and then break them out on Sunday, Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon to get them ready for the game. So lastly, the number one item that I think is the best on Super Bowl Sunday is buffalo chicken dip, shredded chicken, uh, cream cheese, ranch, ranch dressing, just all combined into one, put it in chip form, eat that up, could eat that for hours, um, so yeah, those are some of my best. I'm not a fan of the five layer dip. I know a lot of people make those because it's kind of a little bit easier to make. I feel like it's probably good for the first 20 minutes or the first like five minutes inside of the oven, but the moment it gets somewhat not hot, it's nasty. It's it's I don't know. I don't like the I don't like the texture of it all put together. It's usually done. And usually I'd rather just stick with the guac. I'd rather just stick with the buffalo chicken dip. Let's go with those. So that's a little Super Bowl insider. Let's go Chiefs. I'm rocking with the Chiefs. Chiefs plus one and a half. I'm probably not going to be betting on this game because I'll probably, you know, don't really want to do that. I'm, I'd rather just enjoy the game as it is and appreciate the game for what it is and, you know, and, and enjoy some food and just kick back, relax on Sunday. Not sure where I'm going yet, but we'll see where we go from there. So that is my who's chatting this week, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is chatting indeed. Um, another who's chatting. Um, the Museum of Natural History, I went there for the first time ever in New York City. I cannot stop thinking of Night at the Museum. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. I highly recommend if you live in New York City. Another random who's chatting, but that's who I'm rocking with. I, 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 the Museum of Natural History, you could be there for hours. It was great. I enjoyed it. had a good time. Just a little random throwing out there. But I want to get into the real good stuff because a lot of people are going to disagree with me. I know this is probably one of the greatest debates in sports. People that don't know, uh, people that are unfamiliar or may somewhat live under a rock in terms of this. So yesterday, which is Tuesday, LeBron James has passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points in all time. For those who don't know, LeBron James has been in the NBA for 20 years. He's been in the league since 2003. I was six years old in first grade since he has joined the NBA. That is a long time. I'm 25 years old here sitting in my New York City apartment. Graduated college, graduated high school. I've gone through everything. Players have entered the NBA, gone their career, finished, and they're already in the Hall of Fame. And LeBron is still in 
the NBA. He is similar to Tom Brady of the NFL, just one of those stellar athletes that have been in the NBA for a longevity amount of time. Now, growing up, LeBron had a first, first, uh, you know, first stint. Didn't really watch him that much with his first stint in Cleveland. I obviously understood that he was very good. It was him and Kobe back then. Then, 2011, he decided to switch and make a drastic change and jaw-dropping change to the league to go to Miami. In 2011, he's going to take him and his talents down to South Beach of Miami. He goes, finally decide, finally wins two NBA championships in his four-year tenure in Miami. Then he goes back to Cleveland, wins one of the most improbable rings of all time against one of the greatest regular season teams of all time. And then Mr. Kevin Durant, one of his you know, predecessors or opponents, decided to join forces with that greatest regular te- season team of all time where LeBron has made, I want to say, nine. 11, 12, 13, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, eight straight NBA finals. He has made 10 total NBA finals. He did win, He did go to the NBA finals once, lost that one in 2007 with his first in with Cleveland. And then he went, and then after his th- chapter three, his second stint in Cleveland, decided to leave, go to the Los Angeles, chill out, hang out, make movies. And along the way, shout out to a little COVID, had to go to a little bubble in Disney, had to stop mid-season, conclude the season. Oh, excuse me. Include conclude the season in Disney in 2020, and win the NBA championship there, and close out the deal for his fourth ring. Now, for those who don't know, LeBron James has had one of the most hyped up high school experiences. He put it upon himself. His nickname, the King, the Chosen One. These nicknames he named for himself. I could see how some people say, think that's a little lame. And you could see how you could think this kid is a little cocky and that he's a little arrogant coming into the league and that he knows he's the number one pick. And he knows that he's going to be an all-time great. He put that pressure upon himself and then the media followed. I think it's safe to say that he has delivered being that he quite literally is the number one scorer of all time. Now, a lot of people like to compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan. To Kobe Bryant, some of the all-time greats. I'm going to rattle off a bunch of stats. These are facts before I let off the opinions. Before I also get into any of this, without question, I believe, I believe LeBron James is the greatest basketball player to touch a basketball. The greatest career that you can have. A lot of people hate on him too much. I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of a discrediting, and I think I I. It, I feel like once he retires, people will be more appreciative and they'll stop hating on him so much. So let's, I want to break down some facts because I do believe that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. He is better than Kobe Bryant. He is better than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He is better than Shaquille O'Neal. He is better than Wilt Chamberlain. He is better than anyone. But I will first rattle off facts before I get into some of my other my other arguments that I'd like to make for on behalf of LeBron James. As some people like to call it a bronze sexual, say whatever you want. 
I've seen him with my own eyes throughout my entire life. I would like to rattle off some facts. Facts. These are not opinions. These are factual stats. LeBron James is the all-time leading scorer, hence yesterday. Just past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 20 years. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played in the league for 21 years, and he did it in a year less. LeBron James is 32nd all-time in rebounds. He is not a center. He is not a power forward. He is a small forward. He is six foot eight, 260 pounds. LeBron James is ninth in all-time three-point shooters. Oftentimes, throughout his career, LeBron James was deemed as not a good shooter. He was deemed as not a good outside shooter. He was deemed as only a dunk and flashy slasher in the beginning of his career. He adjusted, and now he is top 10 in three-point shooting. LeBron James is fifth in all-time in points per game. He is behind Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, and Kevin Durant. So, fifth all-time points per game. Considering this, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, in his final year playing basketball, in year 21, he was 10 points per game. In year 20 for LeBron, he has over 27 points per game. You cannot knock a man's longevity. You cannot blame LeBron for keeping this consistency up. With that, LeBron with the fifth most points per game behind Michael Jordan. Obviously one of the one of the uh, people that I'm comparing him with. LeBron, LeBron James passed Michael Jordan in points, taking less shots. Michael Jordan took more shots. Then LeBron James getting to his stature. I believe it's 35,000. LeBron passed him in less shots. That means he put the ball in the basket more. He has the best field goal percentage of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Hence why he took took less shots to get to more points. LeBron James is fourth in all time assists. He is not a point guard. He is a small forward. Now you could say that LeBron James, in my opinion, is more Magic Johnson compared to Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson was six foot eight. LeBron James is six foot eight. Now a lot of people say, and considering throughout his career, LeBron, a lot of people say he's not a scorer type player. Well, you could also make the case that he is the best scorer since he has the most points. Now, another narrative. Two thousand eleven. The Miami Heat, a lot of people got a lot of people hated on LeBron. I would like to talk about why people hate on LeBron so much. Now being that he was a youngin, labeling himself as the chosen one, as the king. If you saw a little eighteen year old kid do that and he's coming into a completely new job force and he came in with his head up high saying, I'm going to be the guy. Someone with an older stature, like that's my age or 25, would probably be like, fuck this kid. (laughs) Who is this kid to say that? So, arrogance leaves a little bit of a sour taste in our mouth. We can admit that. That's the starting point. Obviously, he's he's with Cleveland. He keeps losing. He keeps losing. People still like LeBron, though, because they understand, you know, he doesn't have the best team around him. But then he goes to leave for Miami. A lot of people hated him. People were burning his jerseys. People were showing a lot of disrespect to him. 
And me being me, I was in about sixth grade at the time. I didn't know anything. I, I was like, screw it. Oh, yeah, screw LeBron. Why would he leave Cleveland? That's his hometown, his home narrative. Looking back on that, I would like to put, your, put, put yourself in his shoes being in Cleveland. You have an owner that resents you and doesn't provide you good talent surrounding you. You have a coach that's below average coach, Mike Brown, below average coach, fired at everywhere other place that he went to. Below average coach, Mike Brown. So he didn't have the tools around him. He didn't really have a good coach around him. He's 25 years old. He's a free agent. He gets to choose where he wants to go. Put yourself in your shoes at a normal job. If you're at a job and the resources don't really look the best for you, but they're loyal to you, and you got a shiny brand new toy across that will pay you more, where you can live on a beach, and your life will be a lot better, and you're playing with your best friend, and you're with you're working with your best friend, who is Dwayne Wade at the time. Now, I think this is a little bit different compared to what Kevin Durant did in 2016. That's another story. But, put yourself in his shoes, I'd probably do the same thing, man. You're going with your best friend and you're going to go ball out, live on the beach in Miami instead of Cleveland, Ohio? You think you want to spend your 20s doing that? So, a lot of people hate on him for that. 2011, he crumbles, falls apart against the Mavericks in the NBA Finals. Again, he made the NBA Finals. People don't give him credit for that. He still hasn't won the big one. But, he goes in shambles. Doesn't do well in the, against the Mavs. Again, first impressions are huge. First impression, him coming into the league saying, I'm the king. Yeah, it doesn't really make a good taste in your mouth. His first impression, him going to the to the Miami Heat, falling apart against the Mavs. Yeah. That sits in your mind a little bit more, and I think that's why a lot of fans always revert to that Mavs series, and they talk about he's he's not clutch. He's not a great player. Now, I guess my brain wasn't fully developed yet until 2011, until later on. Because once he was finished with Miami, I would watch all those series growing up as a kid. He comes back to Cleveland. You know how crazy you got to be to come back to Cleveland? You know what's in Cleveland? Nothing. You know what's in Cleveland? Trash. I don't think many Cleveland people are listening to this podcast around the world, quite frankly. And no offense to Cleveland, but... You know, there's not really many, not many people go to vacation to Cleveland. He went back. He opened a school. He provides a bunch, a bunch of kids, scholarships, opportunities to go to college for free in Akron. So not only does he go back to Cleveland, he goes up against one of the greatest regular season teams of all time. And they fall and they come back 3-1 in the finals. Golden State Warriors. You know how crazy it is to win a championship in Cleveland? They had a freaking documentary that no one in sports wins in Cleveland. No one in sports wins in Cleveland. There's an ESPN 30 for 30 that champions are, championships are not won in Cleveland, Ohio. And LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love came together and gave Golden State no choice but to lose that final series. And you want to talk about the Draymond suspension, blah, blah, blah. I don't really think Draymond made it, made it, would have made a difference in that series. Game 5, Kyrie and LeBron both combined for 82 points. Went off. I don't think anyone was stopping them. So, 
Let's talk about the LeBron James isn't clutch. I get that so many times. LeBron James is not clutch. I want to shout out to the JJ Reddick podcast for presenting these stats because people like to nitpick LeBron. They want to say he wasn't a good shooter. Well, he's ninth all time in in three-point shooting. He's made the the ninth most three-point shooters shots of all time. LeBron James just isn't clutch. LeBron James has the most clutch points, most clutch point points of all time. Um, play-by-play action plays. I believe clutch time is the final three minutes or four minutes. LeBron James has 2,600 points. Kobe Bryant has 2,000 with the second most. Second most go-ahead or game-time points in the last fo- of the last minute of the fourth quarter or overtime. Kobe Bryant has 88. LeBron has 80. We'll give Kobe Bryant that, but again, he's the second most. And LeBron James has the five five buzzer beaters in the playoffs, which is the most all time, most all time. So this narrative that LeBron James is not clutch is just simply not true. It's simply not a fact. Now, let's get into. So LeBron wins the finals. LeBron wins the finals with Cleveland. He obviously, 2018, he keeps getting to the finals. He plays this juggernaut of a team with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, one of the most greatest coaches, you know, to make his way up with the Golden State Warriors. You know, I, in my opinion, I don't think 96 Bulls, you could say that. You look at the matchups. You look at the matchups against goal. If you put that 96 Bulls team against the 2017 2018 Warriors, I think the 2018 Warriors are wiping them. You think about Scotty, Dennis Rodman, and Michael Jordan. Kevin Durant is 6'11. Who the hell is guarding him? Dennis Rodman? Okay, that's cool. Who's guarding Steph Curry? John Paxson? Give me a break, dude. <laughs> Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time let alone with one of the greatest scorers of all time in Kevin Durant. Not to mention Klay Thompson will be left open all day. Not to mention Draymond Green is basically a step down of Dennis Rodman. He is basically the same player. They're crushing them. So I don't blame LeBron for losing those NBA Finals. You can't knock him. Getting to the Finals to begin with with that with that shitty-ass team in 2018 Averaging a triple-double in the finals in 2017-2018. You can't make that shit up. These are facts. So, with that, I wanted to break down who Michael Jordan played against in the NBA Finals. He Again, LeBron James is the only player ever to average a triple-double in an NBA Finals series. Only player to do it. No one else. The history of the NBA. Only player. The dude does everything. He is a Swiss Army knife. That's just a fact. Per the NBA Finals, Michael Jordan... So there was a graphic. I don't know if people will see it, but if you look at the the players, the opponents that are broken down, the players that are presented are players that are All-NBA, players that are Hall of Fame, and players that are All-Defense. Michael Jordan played six different teams in the NBA Finals. LeBron played 10. Poor matchup. LeBron, per matchup, I'll, I'll do Jordan first. On average, Michael Jordan faced 1.66 Hall of Famers, 1.5 All-NBA players, and 1.0 players All-Defense per matchup. We'll go to LeBron. Per matchup, 
LeBron averaged to face 3.0 Hall of Famers, 1.7 All-NBA players, and 1.1 All-Defensive players per finals matchups. I mean, it's just a... Literally, you could just look at the, the rosters and show that LeBron James faced more difficult teams in the NBA Finals. It's just a fact. It's a fact. Now, if we switch... If we switch, we can make hypotheticals and we could switch who played against who. That's a whole nother story. You can get into that. But now, what's your definition of the GOAT? Let's talk about that. You could... I think it it plays a factor that Michael Jordan didn't have to deal with social media and phones and, you know, hate like that, like LeBron James does. Now, the problem is... Michael Jordan likes to live a very private life. LeBron James is very, I'm in the spotlight, get me in the spotlight, get my opinion on this, even though I probably don't know shit about it. And again, that turns people off. I'm talking about solely basketball, though. You can talk about his shit with China. Yeah, did he probably say something wrong? Probably. But he's a big name to that brand. He's not going to turn his back on it. It's just like... He probably didn't know enough information about it. And he probably said something he probably shouldn't have. He probably regrets it and he knows it. The political shit, again, he gets into it too much. Michael Jordan doesn't talk about that shit at all. LeBron James ruffles feathers. And I think that's why people discredit him as a basketball player. So it infuriates me when LeBron just does shit that just would be a, I would find annoying knowing that I think he's the greatest basketball player to ever touch a ball so what also infuriates me though is he scores the record and people are just shitting that the game had this completely stop with 10 seconds left in the third quarter they said they should have just kept the quarter going no that is done in all other realms of the basketball game. If if Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant was the one that scored record, no one no one would complain. But it's because LeBron James puts this sour taste in our mouth from him as a rookie, from him going to Miami, from him always wanting to be in the spotlight, for him his stupid ass captions on Instagram which they are stupid. Don't get me wrong. He's annoying. People don't like that. And people want to revert to Michael Jordan cuz he doesn't say shit. And he was in the 90s, and he didn't have to be in no spotlight. And his his commercials were cool. His sneakers were cool. He didn't lose. He was the dog. But if you put it side by side, LeBron James is an all-around better basketball player than Michael Jordan. There's literally statistics that show that. And if you want to count rings with Michael Jordan having 6-0, and then why are we discrediting him? Bill Russell with 11. Or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who also has six, but has more points. Or discrediting Robert fucking Ori, who has seven rings. You know, if you want to play that card, and that's the only really realistic card that people like to bring up. I use, I mean, personally, I use the eye test. I could see the players that Michael Jordan are going up against. They're no, they're nowhere near compared to the athletes that, Mike, that LeBron James has to go up against. You look at Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, even freaking Kevin Garnett in his prime. These type of athletes, athletes evolve. Athletes grow. Kevin Durant, 
fucking six foot eleven. He's pulling up from thirty. That's not happening in the nineties NBA. LeBron has had to made the adjustments throughout his career in a twenty year span, where it used to be two guys against the basket, on the post, to literally five out. He's made the adjustments and he's continued to thrive in all of those different eras. As much as you hate to admit it, the opponents that Jordan's played against are easier than what LeBron has had to play against. If you flip the switch, you know, Jordan's teams ain't beating those Warriors teams. That's just a fact. And everyone's going to revert to the 2011 Mavs. Because again, that's the first impression of Miami, of the Miami Heat when he first went there. If LeBron beats the, beats the Dallas Mavericks in the beginning in that first year, things might be a little bit different. If Kevin Durant doesn't go to the Warriors, things might be a little bit different. But LeBron scoring the most points has changed. You can tell people are starting to run out of things to... People are starting to run out of the narrative for Michael Jordan. And you can tell Michael Jordan doesn't like it. ESPN came out with some 20... 2323 shit for Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan doesn't ever talk about anything. And he approved this thing. Why? Because LeBron is now being talked about. That GOAT conversation is now is being brought up again. So I can go on and on. I can go on and on and on. But one thing that I do I don't like to take athletes for granted. Sometimes I like to appreciate, you know, that I have an opportunity to watch these people. I'm glad I got to be able to watch Kobe Bryant. I'm glad I got to be able to watch Tiger Woods. And I'm more than glad to be able to watch LeBron James. You know, he is the greatest basketball player all around to, to touch the game of basketball. And it's I don't like to see so much hate. There's so much hate that he gets. So much unnecessary hate. Yeah, is he corny? Yeah, does he talk a lot of talk a lot in stuff of areas that he probably doesn't is not an expertise, but he thinks he does. Yeah, but I think in terms of him on a basketball court, watching the game of basketball, the dude just makes it so easy. And he's thirty fucking eight. He's thirty eight years old. It's just a lack of respect that I don't that I just can't I can't stand it. And. You got to appreciate, like, I, I don't know, I, you you should appreciate something that's, you should appreciate the greatness that's in front of you. Now the Lakers aren't doing that well this year, but again, the roster that's around him ain't really that great. Anthony Davis gets hurt all the fucking time. The dude's going to be playing with his son in a few years, for all we know. No one in the NBA has ever done that. So, again, he keeps defying a lot of things. I think he's the greatest basketball player of all time. Hopefully... Some of these stats and this and this, you know, this episode gives you f- some food for thought. But I'm I'm sorry, man. All the old heads. I mean, I can't. Frustrate my, my uncles. Ugh. You know, they're like, "How could you go six and zero in the finals?" And you say LeBron James. Well, LeBron James went four and six in the NBA. <clears throat> look, look at the stats. Look at who they played. Look at the eras. Look at the athletes. It's like in denial. But I'm not here to con- convince you. You can still, I mean, listen, it, the, the debate's going to go on forever. But I hopefully this gave you some insight or some food for thought when you talk about who's the greatest basketball player ever. 
I'm gonna make sure I let my kids know who the best best basketball player of all time is. And that's gonna be LeBron James. Whether you like it or not. So I was getting heated. Hey, my friends that are listening, you can go F yourself. LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. Um I'm not afraid to admit that and I I'll take it to the re- to the to the day I die. Now, if there's going to be some other prodigy in 20 years that maybe comes out and, you know, gets the scoring record and gets it, I'm going to look at the stats. I'm going to watch the games. You know, the stats are the stats, but also the eye test. You got to think about this. I saw a video on my TikTok. Clyde Drexler in the 1992 NBA Finals was cooking Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was guarding him. Clyde Drexler, I think, dropped 26, 8, and 5. MJ was guarding him the whole the whole series. He was cooking him. Watch the watch the film. I watched the film. LeBron James is cooking him. LeBron James takes two sixty six foot eight. He's an inch taller and he's got forty pounds on him. You telling me one on one, Michael Jordan's gonna just soundly beat LeBron James? It's just science. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. LeBron has a better two point field goal, field goal percentage, a better three point field goal percentage. He scored more points on less shots. He has more rebounds. He has more assists. He has more points. I mean, like, I don't really, I, I'm, I'm, I'm singing to the corner. I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I get, I got worked up about it. You know, people obviously just like to be trolls too, and they don't take it that seriously. But the real basketball, I feel like the people that really, really watch basketball, they know that you know, MJ's running out of things to. To win that debate over, besides six and zero, and then six and zero, you look at who he's, look at who he played against in the finals. Yeah, I don't think it's up to compared to what LeBron has. LeBron averages almost double the amount of Hall of, more than almost double the amount of Hall of Famers per team that he plays against. It's just facts. Anyways, sorry I got worked up again. Ugh. All right, hope everyone has a great weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Um, another New York City weekend. Gonna try and get back in the gym a little bit more on the weekend. Um, again, eat healthy, eat good. Um, enjoy your life. Call your parents. I've been slacking on doing that. Mom, dad, I know you're listening. I love you both. Even though you pro- guys are probably upset that I'm saying that LeBron's better than Michael Jordan, which he is. I'm sorry. Um. All right. Well. Anyways. Hope everyone has a great weekend, and let's get it. Peace.